got to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. Also, we are rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the second hour of the show already. Manhood Hour is coming up in the third hour. You can get involved by calling 888-7753-773-888. Seven seven, Jesse J E S S E, Jesse. My biblical question for this week: the biblical question. What is your personality? What is your personality? Um, what is your personality? Amazing. We have every way that you can watch and support the show. Listen on jessaleepeterson.com slash show. jessaleepeterson.com slash show. And you can listen to the show on your iPhone or iPad in case you're busy right now and you're not able to sit and watch it. You can podcast later, of course. But you can be listening while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing by calling the listen line on Talk Stream Live at 641-793-1500-641-793-1500. Follow us on social media. We're on rumble.com. Rumble.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson and, and uh, Jesse Lee Peterson on Instagram. Like, follow, ring the bell, and subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me go quickly to the phone. There's one line open, 888-7753-773. David from Norway. David, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hello, man. Hey, David. Hey, man. Welcome Thank to the show. The other day. I'm sorry? Thank you for the advice the other day. I realized you were totally right. Moving back to my mother to save money is a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a beta move. move. Uh, totally. I totally <laughs> agree. Amazing. But, uh... I was wondering, uh, what exactly can a man do to stop the, the invasion of migrants in Europe? I'm half Norwegian, half French. I would like to help both of my countries, but what exactly is there that I can do? Number one, number one, vote out the men. And, and I don't know if you guys have women over there in charge, too, but... Vote out the men and the females who are in support of this. Vote them out, and then vote in people who will work for you instead of against you. And then run for office yourself. You know, start on the lower level, city councilman, police chief, school board member, and work your way up. Uh, You got men like you got to get involved in order to make the change. Yeah, I guess uh, but all the parties are pretty cooked, uh, basically. The most right-wing party we have, they say that if you're a national conservative, you do not belong in this party, and you, they've been kicking out all the all the real conservatives. Right. Uh, 
and um, but don't let them it, determine yeah. that. You still run and let the voters determine who they want to represent them. That's not just because they don't yeah. want it. It's just that they don't want you to throw them out because they're in there for money and so-called perceived power. But don't let them stop you. You just do what's in front of you. Kind of like Donald Trump. They don't want, the Republicans guess, uh, don't want Donald Trump in there either, but he's in there anyway because he represents the people. Uh, I'm not sure if going to be as rich and uh, powerful as Donald Trump, but um, I guess I would have to start a new party. Whatever it takes. And yeah. believe me, you have someone that is more powerful with you than they have with them. You have the spirit of the Father with you, and the Father will make all things possible. There's nothing on earth or no one on earth who can stop him if you're being guided by him. Yeah, so true. I'm realizing more and more that you, you're right about everything you say. So, I don't know. I realize you wake up very early in the morning. You're a very productive guy. And... Uh, how do you start your day, basically? Do you eat breakfast after the prayer, or no? Do you I drink coffee, by the way. I never eat breakfast. Uh, I mean, not that I'm against breakfast. It's just that I just, I'm, I, you know, I get up early. I do the prayer. I get ready to be at the studio at five or before five, and go over the show, get ready for the show, and and go and work out sometimes, and just do what's in front of me. And I rarely eat breakfast because I really don't get hungry now for breakfast like I used to. You eat the drink coffee in the morning? Sometimes I have one cup, not even a whole cup. I'll make some, but I kind of sip on right. it during the day. I'm too addicted to coffee. You're addicted to coffee? Yeah, I do have a little too much. <laughs> well, don't judge it. It's enough to see it. And it would change by itself. But I got to run, David. But I suggest right. you, you get involved and, and, and let, let the truth guide you. God is with you. You'll be fine. All right. All Thank right. you very much, man. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. You too. All, All right. right. All right. Bye. Bye now. 888-7753-773. Super chat. Super chat. Super chat. Copper Pot bought a coffee. I get it. Let your words in one ear and out the other. Don't think about it. Don't dwell on it. Just like food, it goes up in one end. We take what we need, and it goes out the other. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Thank you. He also says, I really appreciate your insight and have started noticing the thoughts, quote-unquote. They come in like a tsunami wave, uh, and I'm... uh, How come I can see me? Because you're... I'll come over here. And what should I do? Go this way or that way? I don't know. Did you uh, move this camera? No, no. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jerry moved that it's camera. It's kind of cool. It's it's cool that you can see you. I think what happened too. Some kids came in Sunday to look at the studio. Ah. I bet you they hit the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a different camera too because we set up for the Fallen State taping. I really appreciate your insight, and I started noticing the thoughts, quote-unquote. They come in like a tsunami wave, and I'm the little dude on the surfboard Joel trying to— said he made sure they didn't hit it. He's the one brought them in, so they didn't hit it. Nice. So maybe Joel moved the camera. Probably. He always rushed ahead and moved his camera. Indeed. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, what were you reading? From Copper Pot. Okay. I appreciate your insight. I've started noticing the thoughts for the third time. They come in like a tsunami wave. I'm the little dude on the surfboard trying to guide it this way and that. Futile. You have shown a light on the way to calm the waters. Thank you, brother. Nice. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. I'm telling you, you have not seen anything yet. Amazing. Thank you. Green bought a coffee. Yes or no? If I do the silent prayer every day for the rest of my life, is it okay for me to not ever attend any type of physical church service on Sundays for the rest of my life? That's too much thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Just live your life and let life happen. Thank you. Someone bought a coffee. Hey, Jesse, something I realized. Have you ever noticed 
when you're playing with an object, like caching it or something, and you fumble it, and then you get a thought that you're going to drop it, but out of nowhere you instantly catch it? All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I have noticed that, but thank you. Evgeny Crosby gave... I understand it. Yeah, it's happened with me. Yeah. Evgeny Crosby gave a couple of diamonds. Joe Biden went to the hood to eat chicken and didn't bring the hot sauce. What the... <laughs> We talked about that yesterday on the show, but I didn't realize it was chicken. What a perfect meal for a white man to go have with the blacks. He had a chicken sandwich? He had, he had a, he, it looked like, I don't know, no. it looked like he had in, in the little takeout box at the fast food place. I think in those boxes it was chicken for the blacks. Uh, I may be wrong, but then he had a hamburger or something. Right. He like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. You're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> and the blacks felt so good, Joe Biden brought them some chicken. And they know black people love chicken. Indeed. And hot sauce. Come on, man. Amazing. Thank you. Nathaniel from Wisconsin bought a coffee. It's not a cup of Joe every morning. It's a cup of Jesse. He black. He black. In response to the biblical question. Uh, what is your personality? A personality is a deception of what Satan wants us to believe. Therefore, I don't have one. Every time I talk to a woman and she axes me what my zodiac sign is, I run the other direction because it's a prejudged way of seeing, asking me about my personality. What the? Amazing. Thank you for responding to that. I'll put my little two cents in on Sunday. Appreciate that. Thank you. Amazing Asia says, Super Chats are kind of evil. Because we are donating, but out loud. <laughs> Sending a super chat is all for a thrill. I'm going to watch it from now on. Thanks, Jesse. Smiley emoji. All for the thrill of it. Thrill of it. Thrill of it. Watch it. Amazing. Thank J- you. JLP Talk says, Jesse, how does one go about dating if they are short, fat, and ugly? Options be limited. Women don't care if you're short, fat, or ugly. They care if they can't control you. It's all about uh, being strong in the right way, but not being weak. They really don't care about what you look like. Amazing. Thank you. Mike Young bought a coffee. Hey, Jesse, if a man is married and starts a business and he includes his wife and they go into business together, does that make him a beta male? (laughs) No. (laughs) What the? I don't know. I don't know, Mike. Not necessarily. Right. Very often, yes. But not necessary. But very often, <laughs> yes. And thank you, guys. That's all for now. Amazing. Thank you. Amazing. Let me go to Rick out of Hampton, Virginia. Rick, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Jesse, everybody in mom will listen to the Jesse Lee Peterson show for knowledge today, brother. Amazing. Thank you, Rick. Man, you know what, um, Jesse, um, you know, um, Sony, me, Sonny Holster on The View. You know, she got on there and saw about, oh, I didn't know that my ancestors had slaves. I guess it's part of everyday life. So <laughs> I guess she owes reparations. And she still now, want her reparations, though. Oh, I said, how, well, how you going? I said, now since your ancestors had it, you don't get none. You got to pay out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's so, amazing. So you got to pay. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that on the show. And, uh, but I just want people to understand that it's not about helping anyone. It's about what they can get from it. And that's what this woman is about and everyone. You got to take control of your own life. You know what, Jesse, you're so right on that, man. And, you know, I think what we got to do is start, um, start, you know, researching our own news, man. You know, because I think yeah. uh, you and, um, all you know, all other people that bring you know other things to life. So, um, you know, they just all you all you have you, you have your um, liberal whites, liberal Jews, and all your liberals and your liberal blacks. Man, they just um, they just control the liberal blacks. They really do. Yeah, and if the people you know? were to wake up, though, uh, Rick, they would not be able to do that. But most people are asleep. And they refuse to wake up by overcoming their anger so they could be conscious as to what's going on, not only within them, 
within themselves, but outside of them, inside of others. They got to wake up. They got to become conscious so they can see. And you know what, Jesse, on that same note, you see how blacks want to destroy white. white. Yes. Whites only make up about 10% of the world population, but yet they have the most, um, the most wealth. Like, okay, like, for example, even drug cartels, for the most part, when they sell drugs, they sell them to countries that get money. You won't see them selling, um, selling drugs to Africa. They can't afford it. Yeah. Is this, you know, and, is this um, better? Hold on, Rick. Okay, okay. This is better? Okay. They try to center me here on this thing. Um, I was in. I did some uh, new episodes of the Father's State yesterday, and I interviewed okay. a woman that said uh, she mentioned that a while back the white people brought drugs into the black people community, and that uh, th- that's why blacks something like that's how black got started taking drugs. And so I asked her, ask. If it's true, oh. and I said it's not, but if it's true that white people brought took drugs into the black community, didn't the white people make them take the drugs? What was wrong exactly. with the, what was wrong with the blacks that they took the the drug? The black people didn't hold them down, open up their mouth, and, and threw drugs down their throat, or either lit the pipe on and smoked the crack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, that's a good question. Yeah. I said, because the problem is, the drug trade, the reason why it exists, because folks like to get high. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. As long as the people stop getting high, um, all your drug cartels will go up, they'll just stop messing with it. They ain't no money in it. It will fade away. You're absolutely right, man. You're you know, absolutely and, you, um, right. and, you know, and, and to, say, to say this too, um, Jesse, is all. Um, just like um, we were just talking about how, why is all nations that are ran by people of color into socialism? Every country, you go to India, you go to South America, the Caribbean, all the nations that are ran by people of color are not prospering. Even in Haiti, you got Haiti on one side and the Dominican Republic on the other side. The Dominican Republic is doing better, in my, in my opinion, because um, they, to me they better off spiritually than Haiti. You know, Haiti is the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere. And why is and and, and, and is it run? Is it controlled by blacks? Yo, yes, oh, Haiti is there. Oh, that's why. Yeah, but well, that's why then black people have yes. not all, not all, not all, not all, but most black people have a a socialist mentality. It used to not be that way, but for American blacks, it became that way as a result of the so-called civil rights movement, because blacks were independent thinkers and they believed in prior to this so-called civil rights movement, they believed in working and doing for themselves. They believed in capitalism. But once Martin Luther King and all those people convinced the blacks to let us be your leaders and let the government take care of you, all that changed. They they now oh, have a man. socialist mentality. I think a majority of um, when it comes to government workers are black. Yeah. I work for the federal government, but for the most part, most government workers, are, um, in my opinion, are black. I did a story some years ago. I don't know what it is now, but 80% of blacks who were employed were employed mm-hmm. by the government. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean. Because the government is like, a lazy job. It requires no thinking, no nothing. Yeah. You can show yeah. up or not show up. You're still going to get paid. And it's almost impossible to fire you. Yes. Absolutely. Just like it, it just seemed like um, they want blacks out of control, but they can control them. That's why they don't, you know, say nothing to them to keep them angry. And when they start to wake up from their diabetic coma, then they holler, white supremacists, and then blacks get back angry again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, Amazing. Man, it's sad, but it's true. Though, One man, last thing before I let you go, Rick. Look at the so-called Secretary of Defense. The black guy, Lord Austin, just lazy and trifling and have no idea what he's doing and can care less. Man, and you're right. He's a good example. Second, he got to be the worst Secretary of Defense I've ever seen. Yeah. Instead of him worrying about getting soldiers more education, paid, and deployments lessened, 
He's worried about getting transgender their own personal bathroom. That's, that's, that's evil. He reminded me, I thought it couldn't get any worse with the Father Messiah, Obama, but it's getting worse, and it is worse. Ray, thank you, man. I appreciate your call. Hey, you too, Jesse. Keep up the church going, man. Love you guys. All oh, y'all doing a great job. Be blessed, my brother. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Yep, yep. All right. Amazing. 888-7753-773. Randy from Texas. Randy, you're on the air. Hey, Jesse. How's it going? Good morning. Oh, oh, good morning, Randy. So I had a kind of a traumatizing thing happen to me right, right out a month ago. Uh, my wife, I have two little girls, two and four, and she said, we're going to go have a play date today. You have fun at work, and I work a 24-hour shift. And so I texted her about 3 o'clock, and I said, hey, how'd the play date go? Nothing. So I come home, and her car's not here, and I'm thinking, well, that's interesting. And then I go inside the house, <laughs> and it's it's cleared out. The kids are gone, the dog's gone, the cat's gone, and there's just a letter saying, I'm not happy, there's a restraining order on you against me and the children, and we're getting a divorce and a key on the counter. And <laughs> I laugh because I was doing the silent prayer in the backyard one day, uh, maybe like, I'd say it was maybe four months before this event, and I felt God just go... Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but she's going to take your kids. And I was like, that's weird. Like, I don't see it. And when it happened, I just, it was a shock, but it wasn't as much of a shock because I just had a revelation that it was coming. And now it's, uh, I've, I've interacted with her once since this event. And it comes down to, um, I guess, more of a, she wants to impose her will on the children and doesn't want me to lead the family. And she's talking to me about um, just like the the day's um, philosophy when it comes to the LGBTQ movement, because I've had apprehension about my little girls being indoctrinated. And she says, you told me if they ever decide to be that, that you would disown them. And I'm just like, I never said that, but it's like, the, delu- the veil of the delusion is so heavy that it's like no matter what I say, just because I'm standing with my face trying to do the right thing, that's the enemy in her eyes. So it is what it is. I mean, I just, I've just decided i got to walk with the Lord and have a relationship with my children and allow her to go her way. And there's nothing I can really do or say beyond that. And are you able to see your children? Um, I was, well, see, we went to court because of the temporary restraining order, and her lawyer was trying to get me to put a breathalyzer in my car and have to go to visitation centers to see my children, and my lawyer was like, that's ridiculous. So are you able to see them? I am, I'm seeing them for five hours only, supervised for... I would say three more weeks until we go back to court. So it's it's bittersweet. Like, I do get some time with them, but they've been underneath mom's wings so much that they're just constantly asking where their mother is. So it hurts, but it is it's better than not seeing them at all, for sure. And, and what's your question for me? Uh, just, I mean, I know I feel like I should try to have some resolution, I guess. I guess the resolution will be the divorce that's coming, but I just, I feel a sense of guilt, I suppose, about any part that I played in her leaving. And I I want to, like, restore the marriage, but I think that that's a, uh, that's not a reality at this point. So, And so your question for me is what? I don't know. I guess uh, I don't really have a question, I suppose. It's just, what should I do? Am I doing the right thing? Is it just to let her go and just have a relationship with the children? Uh, Why do you want to be with an evil female like that? I really don't. Then why is it there's a question there about letting her go or not? Yeah, that's true. No, that was a question. Should I? 
There's not a question. That was a question. Why do you feel guilty by letting an evil female go? Uh, I don't feel guilty. But you said you did. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm trying to find out what my responsibility is in the situation. You have, what do you mean, first? What do you mean by Like, it's the part that I played, like, to get to this point. What do you mean? Like, what, for example? Like, was, just was I not, what was I doing wrong as far as being a bad husband or father? Like, what, what drove her to, like, make that rash decision? What drove her that she's evil and it has nothing to do with you? Why would you take credit or feel guilty about another evil person? Yeah, I shouldn't. No, that was a question. I guess because, I don't know, I'm not resting in the Lord and having faith. What does that mean, resting in the Lord? Just being still and not worrying about the past or the future and just having peace with what is. But I, I'm not understanding why you letting the devil make you think you did something wrong because some evil female decided to leave and take your children and not even let you know. How can you be responsible for that? I can't. No, how can you? That was a question. think about my responsibility in the situation because I have none. And so why are you letting the devil make you think you had responsibility and this female leaving you and taking your children away, that tells you that she has no love, she's pure evil, and it's all about her, and she was like that when you met her. You had nothing to do with that. Yeah, true. So why are you letting the devil put far guilt in you? I shouldn't let that happen. But why are you, though? I guess because I have doubt, and I just... But how are you going to be present with God and be in doubt? That's true. I mean... No, that was a question. I have to just drop my doubt and have faith. And whatever happens, happens. And why, why do you have lawyers trying to fight this rather than not cutting the baby in half and let her have them and let her destroy that's, them and she'll pay the price for that. That's what I, that's what my feeling and everybody told me that that's not the right thing to do. And so you're going to listen to the children of the lie. I guess it's the world. It's like my parents, my friends, my coworkers, they were like, don't give her them children, like be in their lives. And I was in my mind, I was like, well, she already ripped them away from me. So, right, and she's already destroying them. So even if you stay with her, because it's all about her. She wants the world to rotate around her. She doesn't care about the children at all or you. And so even if you stay with her and cater to her, she would still destroy your children. Mm. Yep, that's a reality. I've definitely had that epiphany. Before. And so why are you wasting your money with a lawyer on that? No, that was a question. That shouldn't be. But why are you doing it? You're not answering that question. You said you listened to your parent. Why do you let your parent tell you what to do? They've already screwed you up. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so why are you taking advice from people who are lost? Hmm. Ah, I shouldn't. I and think I should call my lawyer when we hang up and tell him I don't need his services anymore. And don't make a quick decision. I want you to see it clearly for yourself so that you're not just taking my word or anyone else's word, but you see it for yourself. And if you do the silent prayer, watch those thoughts and don't believe them. Let them pass because all thoughts are all lies. You'll see the right thing to do. True. Thank you very much, sir. You definitely uh, gave me some good advice, and I'll take it to heart. Let me know how it goes. All right, I will. All right, buddy. Quit break. Back to your phone calls and super chat in a moment. We have a counseling service, and I have to admit, thanks to God, it is the best counseling service on this side of heaven. 
I counsel with men and women, families, individuals around the world. Most people are unhappy. They're miserable. They have rough lives. They're depressed, suicidal, young and old of all races. I understand. I know why. And I do understand it because exactly what's happening in me is happening with everybody outside of me, inside of them. And I've noticed that with those who really, really, really want to understand, they overcome it just like that. Out of one counseling session. If you need counseling, you can go to rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-2663. 800-411-BOND. Best counseling service on this side of heaven. Okay, a couple announcements. The Hake, H-A-K-E report, is coming up at 9 a.m. this morning. Every morning, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific time. The Hake report. And James Hake is on fire. And then at 11 a.m., Joel Friday TV. Joel Friday TV. He blah. Better known as Arkansas. He's the only one on earth that called Arkansas Arkansas. You black. At 11 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Thursday. And at 12 noon, the American Anchor Baby. Giving back to his country with energy given to him by God at 12 noon Pacific time. Amazing. A brand new episode of the TV on Friday at 12 noon. If the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. A very mama mia. Hola. Gracious conversation with Aziza. And Aziza is a Muslim Uh, hold on a minute, a Muslim polygamist and founder of CollectivelyMarried.com. Watch this. Next time on The Fallen State. A lot of men today, they're married, but they'll have other women. I promote marry the mom. Where you help your husband find wives. How many wives does he have? Right now, two. I'm looking for the third. Amazing. If you lived in a Muslim country, could you be a comedian? I mean, it depends on the country. Don't try it. <laughs> Adam was black. He was black. Did he have a fro? I don't know. <laughs> but he was black. <laughs> Amazing conversation. This Friday, I think you're going to like it. It was very, very interesting. It's interesting. It was interesting to hear her talk about finding other wives for her husband. Very interesting. And I met her husband that same day, too, at the end of the show. I don't know if they're going to show it or not, but I met him as well. Nice people. This Friday at 12 noon, and you can support the Father State at, by going to the fallestate.tv slash donate. fallestate.tv slash donate. Also on locals.com. Locals.com. Amazing. Uh, 
let me type a note to Hake. Okay, let me go quickly to Maria, a first-time call out of Illinois. Maria, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Jesse. Just want to say I love your show, and I hope all is well on your end. Thank you, and all is well. It's amazing. It's so nice talking to you. Um, first of all, I just wanted to let you know that I was so against, like, that idea that you would always push the whole, like, women are evil at first. I don't know why I was kind of, like, bothered by that. Right. But the more that I listened to your show and, like, as things were happening in my life, I kind of realized that what you were saying was true. And it's kind of hard, like, having to look into the mirror and realizing that, um, that that's true. And really, I've gone through a lot of soul-searching um, but why I really called was because before all of this, before I pretty much got on, on the right path, I was kind of for the whole LGBTQ movement. And as I'm going through life, I'm seeing my friends, um, my cousin, it's like with their kids, they're kind of like, kind of pushing it onto them. And... Just last week, my cousin actually came over and she let me know that her 12-year-old daughter was pansexual. And I really, I have a hard time kind of like um, letting people know my opinion about that. I have a really strong opinion about that, but I've always had a hard time kind of like letting people know what my opinion is. And I pretty much changed the subject. I got really uncomfortable. But I was wondering, Jesse, what would you have done in my place? Would you have? Well, I, I I wouldn't know until I'm in that situation. I never assume how I would act in, until in any situation until when and if it happens. But I do want you to know is that you don't have a right to worry about it or to give it even one thought. If that's what she want to do to her child, then she's going to have to suffer the consequence because she's evil and she's turning her child over to evil and there's nothing you can do about it. I wouldn't even think about it. If she want to do it, okay, go ahead on. And she'll have to pay the price for that and her daughter will have to suffer the price because the sins of the parents are passed on from generation to generation. And we don't have a right to worry about what someone else does, not even our own children. So you just wish it well. And I wouldn't agree with it. If you don't agree with it, hey, I don't agree with that. Here's why. But I wouldn't argue with her about it. I would not try to convince her that she's wrong. I would just let her live it or hell and pass it on to the children. There's nothing you can do about it. We don't have a right to either feel good or bad or angry or happy or anything for what someone else does. And we can't, we shouldn't judge them or anything. They have a right to live in their hell and love their hell and stay there if they want to. Okay. So like me and her, we were like sisters and it's like, I don't have any sisters and I almost, she was like legit my sister and, it's just sad because I really wanted our kids to grow up together and everything like that. But now I'm kind of like, I notice I'm kind of pushing away from her. I'm kind of shielding my son from like, uh, seeing them as well, because I don't know, they were such happy kids. And I just noticed they turned really bitter. They're always kind of angry. And yeah, I just don't want that around my son. So you think it's okay to kind of like, uh, put that sort of boundary to her, like, I don't come around her that often because sometimes I feel like I'm kind of not showing her enough love. And it's like, I feel like if she had me like giving her my opinion, she would probably go about it a different way. No, uh, you're absolutely right in protecting your children from evil, but don't judge her at all. Don't be angry at her about it. Don't, don't feel sorry for her for, about it. Don't, uh, just don't you judge her, let her live it or hell. But yes, you're right to protect your kids about it, from it. And even if she asks, ask, 
well, why don't you let your kids come around anymore? Why don't you play with us? Just say, well, I don't want my kids around what you allow your kids to do. I'm not for that. I don't want them to be corrupt by that. But don't be angry. Don't argue with her. But because, again, she has a right to live in her hell, and you have a right to protect your family from it. You are not wrong for protecting your family. You will only be wrong if you judge her, if you became angry at what she have decided to do in her life. Okay, Jesse, I just, I think I needed that reassurance. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, and you're welcome. Let me ask, ask, um, <laughs> you said it's a little difficult to hear the truth that women are evil. It was in the beginning, just because I didn't want to like accept the fact that my mom was evil right. or I was evil, or but taking a step back and looking at it, it um, really opened up my eyes to a lot of things. Um, I came to realize, like, no, it's not okay when I just scream at my kid or when I try to justify my screaming or yeah. my opinion and I try to push it on him. So I think I realized the damage that my mom did to me. So I'm trying so hard, Jesse, to not put that same perspective on my son. It's like for years, my mom, um, she pretty much put a lot of hatred in me and my brother for my dad leaving us. Yeah. And now that I pretty much grew up and I see like that I'm trying to have a relationship with my dad and she can't even stand like hearing <laughs> the fact that we go over to his house or things like that. What an evil woman. Uh, yeah, no, it's. It's bad, Jesse. So that's why it's like with my son, it's like I don't say anything bad about his dad. I actually push him to like, oh, if you want to text him, like you should text him. You should call him. I don't push him to like ask to see him or anything, but I do talk to his dad and I let him know like, hey, you should like come and pick him up or, you know, just shoot him a message, call him, show that you care. And even in your heart, don't be angry at his father because his father cannot help himself either. He's dealing with the same spirit that we all deal with. So don't even be that way in the heart because the kids have picked that up too. And just don't judge the father and just continue to work on you. Um, have you gone and forgiven your mother? I'm in the process of doing that right now. Have I'm you, actually going to... Have you gone forgive and forgiven your mother yet? No. And, and why you haven't done it yet? Like, have I actually gone, like, physically up to her and verbally said, like, I forgive you? Yes. Because I know where it's going to lead to. Where? Straight to hell, Jesse. <laughs> Straight to hell. But if you forgive her, hey, mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now you can help yourself. You'll be in control as well, so I understand it. And I'm sorry for resenting you. God will forgive you, and maybe she will go straight to hell, but you don't have to go to back into hell with her. You'll go into heaven, and she'll go into hell. And you're not responsible for her actions. Whatever she does is on her, and don't assume how a situation is going to turn out until you're in that situation and you see how it turns out. Never assume anything. Have a wait and see. Yeah. No, yeah, it took a while to let go of that anger once I realized um, what she did to me all those years. But um, well, I you, am... Go and forgive her and, and don't let the devil tell you, oh, she's going to get angry, she's going to do this, and she's going to do that. If she does, you just watch her acting out like she's, like she's a, a crazy person, and she is, but that's on her, and it has nothing to do with you. You're working on you. And you will go free and do the silent prayer. Forgive your father for not protecting you from her. He didn't know how to deal with the hell in her. And I'm telling you, Maria, you haven't seen anything yet. You will be free, and you will have a clear mind, and you will have perfect peace. Thank you so much, Jesse. I really do appreciate you. You're welcome. Let me know how it goes, all right? Okay. Stay blessed. And you too, and stay with the silent prayer. No matter what happens, do the silent prayer. Will do. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. Amazing. Jonathan, that's a line open, folks, 888-773-773. Jonathan is a first-time caller out of Los Angeles. Jonathan, welcome to the show. You're on the air. 
Hi, Jesse. Good morning. Thank no. you for having me on. Yes, sir. Um, I just have a quick question. I, I was, I, I, so there's, I feel like there's generally this like mind virus of victimization of people saying I can't get ahead in life because some sort of force, some sort of type of person is yeah. stepping on my neck. And I, I just, you know, like I, my life will never be better because of them. And I have to fight this oppression or whatever. I was wondering if you ever had a successful conversation with somebody and how did you do that to show them that they're, they're sort of being weak in a way. I just had one with Maria. Um, I, I have them all the time with people who want to overcome, but for those who do not want to overcome, you cannot have a quote unquote successful conversation with them. And you shouldn't even try, never try to convince anyone that they are not a victim. Let them live in their hell until they're ready to overcome it. Then you can point the way for them. But you can't point, even God, if you notice, God, even with the Christian, God let them live in their hell, quoting the Bible, hooping and hollering and carrying on until they're ready to overcome it. So don't ever try to convince a person who think there's a, a victims to come out of their victimhood leave them there yeah i've had so many unsuccessful conversations and i i guess it's just it might be just an unfortunate truth what you're saying is that there there it's, isn't it's not unfortunate it, people love their hell so that's fortunate for them and we are anyone who try to convince them that they're wrong you're wrong for trying to convince them it's like throwing pearls before swines they're not ready for the truth. Let them stay in their victimhood mentality. They're evil. But don't, I mean, don't you think that this is such a destructive force in the world that there's, we maybe have, like, some sort of duty to try? Um, yes, there's an evil force in the world, but it's inside of the people. And we do not have a duty to try to convince them at all. It's not our duty. Hmm. It's not, just think about hmm. this, Jonathan. God is greater than we are, right? Yeah. And if God wanted them out, he can, he can bring them out of it, right? Yeah. So what does he do? He leaves them in their hell. He doesn't try to convince them of anything. He doesn't have a duty to convince them, and neither do we. So, I, I mean, if the situa situation is pretty bad, in my opinion, but if it really starts to just spiral out of control, we just have to sit back and and take care of ourselves and, and just maybe watch the country, the world, kind of fall into this sort of sick thought. Yes. There's nothing else you can do or should do, plus your world, because you are your world. Your, we are not... The world, we are our own world, and your world will not fall apart. Their world will, but not your world. You'll be fine if you live from your world, from within. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, you, I, you know, it, you're right. I guess you're, it's just sad because I wish things were different. But It's not even yeah, sad but... and do not wish things were different. For you, things will be different. But for them, things will be the same because that's the way they want it. Mm -hmm. And why do you call? Uh, what do you call? Why do you call a conversation successful? How do you know when you've had a quote unquote successful conversation? That's a really good question. I guess I, you know, I, have, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one, so I don't even know what they look like. Yeah. Remember when Jesus had that conversation with the rich young ruler, young ruler? And the young ruler like, no, I, I ain't giving up nothing for you, Jesus. You might as well go on. Leave me alone. I ain't going, uh-uh. Did Jesus yeah. have a successful conversation with him? <coughs> or unsuccessful? Yeah. Which one was it, successful or unsuccessful? Yeah, I, I guess unsuccessful. That was a question. Yeah, uh, un unsuccessful. So I want you to know no such thing as a successful conversation or unsuccessful conversation. So throw that out of your mind, too. Because if you 
hold on to the idea in your mind, all parts of all lives all the time, that you're going to have a successful conversation with someone. And if it doesn't go that way, you're going to automatically say, I had an unsuccessful conversation. But if you are a whole person and don't think either way, then God will guide your voice. He will guide your words. He will allow you to talk to the person that's ready to overcome. Hmm. I see. That's hmm. okay. That I guess that's that's good actionable advice. Um, ha- have you gone and forgiven your mother? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't think I ever said it explicitly, but yeah, I guess so. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? <laughs> I guess no. I, I have. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? No. I'm about to have an unsuccessful conversation. (laughs) 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 And and Jonathan, you all hear word about other people. Why haven't you gone and forgiven your mother and work on you? Well, just like being honest, I don't think there's anything really to forgive her about. Oh, she was perfect? I mean... I'm, I'm not perfect. I don't think anyone is. But was she no. perfect? No. And if and do you need to forgive her for those things that she was not perfect with? Yeah. And so, what do you mean then? Why don't you go and forgive her for those things? Oh, so, okay. Sorry, I'm, you're right. I, you're, I should. You're right. Are you afraid to go and forgive her? No, I'm not afraid. I guess. I don't like. I don't feel like I have large grievances. There isn't really something, in my opinion, that that I should go out of my way to say I forgive you for. Oh, so God was lying when He said forgive our parents, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. I, I guess I haven't fully digested that one yet. So I, I'm still working on that. And so, what's the little irritated thing that your mother? would do when you were growing up and sometime now that you just wish you would stop and would not do? Hmm. I really don't know. Um, I, I mean, occasionally people get frustrated and they'll, and they'll raise their voice, but... No, we're not talking not, about people. We're talking about your mama. Oh, sorry. I mean, I, I, I have... No examples I can think of, honestly. So she did nothing wrong. No, I mean I'm I'm sure she may have like raised her voice at me once or twice, or, like a few times as a kid. But I mean, did she? Or are you child, sure she did? I'm sure she did. And have you forgiven her for that? Because that's a trauma, as evil. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I come from like, I guess like a. A family that that is fond of, of yelling, but we yell in love, you know. Like, no really such thing as yelling in love. That's yelling in hate, and they call it love. Interesting. Um, yeah. Are you yeah, doing the I, silent I, I prayer? I, I I have I haven't done that one yet. Jonathan, you're not even working on yourself. I'm having such an unsuccessful conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> What the? <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to help others? You're not even helping yourself. You're right. You're right. I got to run, but yeah. go forgive your mother and your father for not protecting you from your mother. Do the silent prayer. Then you see how to help those who are ready to be helped. All right? All right. Thank you, Jesse. Have a good morning. Thank you too, you. buddy. I got to take a quick break. One more hour to go. Manhood hours coming up. Hey, coming in with the news. I'll be back. Thanks for holding. How have you been helped by the show? I'm going to tell you this. I believe you might go down in history as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, black man that ever lived on planet Earth, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know anybody before you that's been that great. You know, freeing slaves is one thing, but you've been freeing people of their mind, which matters. It should be, anyhow, to you more than anything else, because with the mind not being right, there ain't nothing else going to happen right anyway. If you can doubt every thought because you're not your thoughts, if you can doubt Every thought, knowing that you are not your thoughts, you don't create them, they are not from God, that they're from the deceiver, the great deceiver, Satan. If you can doubt every thought, you can be free, just like that. At an instant, bring every thought into captivity. It's so amazing. 
in the news. A whole lot of mess going on in the world. Am I right? Yes, I'm right, because this is fake news, not fake news. The end of hour two of the Jesse Lee Peterson show, Manhood Hour, is coming up in hour three. It is Wednesday, February 14th, A.D. 2024. Happy Valentine's Day and happy Ash Wednesday, even though JLP made fun of you guys for putting the little ashes on your little heads. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, JLP is live on Cozy.tv, where Christ is king, by the way. Check it out. Nice. After the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, The Hake Report. And after The Hake Report, Joel Friday TV. And after Joel Friday TV, American Anchor Baby. Monday through Thursday, uh, Joel at, el- at 11, Anchor Baby at 12. And then on Fridays, no Joel. And Friday, Anchor Baby at 4 p.m. Nice. Severe weather coming on Sense Network. CNN reports a strong and fast-moving winter storm dumped several inches of snow across the Northeast on Tuesday, marking the snowiest day in New York City in two years. More than three inches blanketed New York's Central Park. That sounds fun. And at least 15 inches. Maybe the blacks weren't able to be wilding over there in that cold. And at least 15 inches were reported in parts of Connecticut, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. The snow has since tapered off in many areas. Coastal flooding warnings remain in effect across the region. New, uh, thousands of people facing power outages and air travel still being hindered. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, not a Republican, a male Democrat, how embarrassing, said at least 250 car accidents were reported to police in his state. And that's a lot because New Jersey's not that big a state. Gaza hostages, key players from Israel, Qatar, Egypt, and the U.S. met in Cairo, that's in Egypt, right, for talks on releasing Israeli hostages held by Hamas in Gaza, four months running since October 7th, right, I believe. The talks were productive and serious, but did not arrive at a breakthrough that would result in a final deal, said U.S. officials. Negotiations will continue. The second, a second U.S. official said the outstanding area of disagreement among the parties is the ratio of Palestinian prisoners to hostages that would be released as part of the deal for this prisoner swap. Normally, the, the bad guys get, a, the so-called bad guys anyway, the Palestinians get a whole bunch of them, the Hamas ones. They get a whole bunch of prisoners for this, like one or two Israelis. What a mess. As part of the Israeli Defense Forces spokesman, Uh, According to him, IDF spokesman Daniel Hagari, total number of hostages left in Gaza is 134. On that number, 130 hostages are from Hamas's October 7th attack, 29 dead, 101 believed to be alive. Wow. Ukraine, you forgot about that war too, right? Says they destroyed another Russian warship. According to common nonsense, Ukraine's military intelligence, if you want to call it that, says it sank a prominent Russian warship in a sea drone attack earlier today. Sea drone. Have you ever heard of that? If confirmed, it would be a major blow to Russia's Black Sea Fleet. Man, Ukraine has claimed a series of attacks on Russian warships in recent months, most notably the sinking of Russia's military flagship, the Moskva, in April of 2022. Like two years ago almost. What a mess. China virus is back. The scared, woman-led, unchristian CDC is expecting to shift its COVID-19 isolation guidance this spring to say that people no longer need to isolate once they have been fever-free for 24 hours and their symptoms are mild or improving. Uh, That's according to a report from the Washington Compost. Since 2021, the CDC has said people should isolate at least five days if they tested positive for that China virus. They call it COVID-19. And then continues to mask, mask up. The updated guidance would bring the China virus in line with guidance for other respiratory viruses, such as the flu, bro. Uh, Data suggests that the China virus is circulating at high levels still. Cases, cases, cases. But the agency notes that infections are causing severe disease less frequently than earlier in the scamdemic, we call it. Well, some of us call it. Boeing is still making money. They, made, they got three new airplane orders this month after that door plug blowout incident on Alaska Airlines the other day. I'm James Hake. Now back to JLP, Hour 3.